I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey, what we're talking about today, really important. I mean, we talk about sunscreen. Boy, does that sound boring, right? No, it's not. There is a ton of research that we've come up with on sunscreen, and you may be using the wrong kind, which can actually increase your risk of cancer. We want to decrease your risk of cancer and other diseases. We're going to talk about what type to use, and there's plenty of types out there you can use, and we're going to give you that uh, about halfway through the, the segment there. So uh, when you read the ingredients, it should have one or, one, one, one or two or one or two or both of those ingredients in it. If it has anything else which I'm going to lead, read to you today, I would suggest not using it. I wouldn't use it. You shouldn't either. And just as a tease, never use spray-on. Spray-on sunscreen, I'll tell you why that's not a good idea either. So beauty is a big business, okay? Cosmetics and personal care benefit uh, from social media. They uh, target their audiences. They are companies aiming uh, at sustainable alternatives uh, 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 demanded by consumers. So what that means is uh, if you put out enough demand for a certain type of product, it'll, it'll be out there. And of course, they want to sell a product. And so they do everything they can. And just like everybody tries to sell a product, and that's not a bad thing, but you want to make sure you're using the right kind. Now, the Environmental Working Group, they, they're, they're a group that's a, a, a consumer protection group, says that legislation passed in the 1930s marked the last time federal supervision regulating personal care products was updated since the 1930s. And that was way before a lot of synthetic chemicals that we use today were even invented. So the personal care industry is big business, and it may not have the regulation that you think it does. You may be putting things on your body that can be toxic. Like, for example, lipstick. Uh, we, uh, we did a show on that years ago on lipstick. And what was it like? I, don't quote me on the exact number, but like over 90% of all lipsticks out there had lead in them, commercial lipsticks. And lead can be absorbed through your lips, and lead's a heavy metal, can get into the nervous system and cause danger, and cause toxic uh, injury. So, again, just because it's on the store shelf doesn't necessarily mean it's safe. Now, the Food and, Food, Food and, Food and Drug Administration allows some products to be sold without even basic safety testing on the ingredients, and sunscreen is one of those products. It can be sold without a lot of testing being done. So regular, consistent, and, sun, and sensible sun exposure is vital for optimum health, but too much can be a danger and can actually increase your risk of sun, uh, skin cancer. Now, I don't think there's any question about that, but you need some but not too much. So what we're looking at, we're going to talk about this today, is the Goldilocks zone. The Goldilocks zone is that perfect, it's not too hard, not too soft, not too hot, not too cold. The Goldilocks zone in this uh, uh, arena is how much sun should you get every day or whenever you're out. And if you are out for longer than that, what do you do to protect yourself? It's really simple. This is not a hard equation, but for some reason, most people don't get it. So most people fear the sun, and because of that, they don't get enough vitamin D. So you can slather on sunscreen all day, every day, and you can have problems. My cousin, uh, she lived down at Jersey Shore, and even when she lived in uh, my hometown, they had a pool in their backyard, and she was out in the sun every day. Well, as she got into her 30s and 40s, of course, she was diagnosed with skin cancer, and that was a big problem. So what happens then, many people, if they have that, they avoid the sun. Well, that's not good either, so you don't want to have that happen. 
So research suggests inadequate sun exposure may be correlated with the development of specific types of cancer, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, autism, uh, Alzheimer's disease, age-related macular degeneration. So once again, we need sun, but how much? U.S. Centers for Disease Control recommends shielding yourself from the sun, even on cool and overcast days, and in addition to wearing a hat, protective clothing, and staying in the shade. So the CDC says... Your best bet to protect your skin is to use sunscreen or wear protective clothing when you're outside, even when you're in the shade. I'm okay with that. They don't say what type of sunscreen. That's what we're talking about today. This means if you're spending the day at the beach or outdoors for a lot of hours, and I did, I was at the beach last weekend, you likely need some form of sun protection. Clothing is going to be your ideal choice or physically protecting you from the sun. So sitting under an umbrella, I did. I have a chair that has a little ha uh, awning over it. Well, unfortunately, my chair broke on the second day, so I didn't get to use that. And a lot of people opt for sunscreen. So I walk along the beach, and I see these people laying in the sun, and they have sunscreen on. And, of course, my big question was, what kind? So one of, uh, one of these uh, exposures uh, to known carcinogenics uh, can come from sunscreen. Now, there's a group called Valisure, and they tested the products, uh, sunscreens, and they found that 27% of the products had some toxic chemicals in them. So you got a one in three shot almost of getting toxic chemicals in there. So Valisure, this is a company I tested, it tested 294 sunscreen products across a range of companies and found 78 contained at least three times the level of benzene, three times the level that the FDA allows under special circumstances. There's no safe level of benzene. But the FDA kind of says, well, if, eh, certain uh, times we go ahead and let some in there. Now, benzene is an industrial chemical. It's recognized by the CDC, the U.S. Health uh, and Human, Research, uh, Human Services, and the World Health Organization as a known human carcinogen. We know it causes cancer. There's no question about it. And everybody agrees with it. Yet, in certain circumstances, it's allowed. And I'll tell you why uh, some sunscreen companies, I think, are twisting the rules a little bit in their favor. CBS News reports that 14 of the sunscreen products analyzed by Valisure with the highest amount of contaminants came from four popular brands. So it wasn't just the mom and pop dollar store stuff. Not all the products in these brands contain benzene. So I'm not going to say the brands. If you want to look it up, you can. Routes of exposure known to increase risk from benzene are inhalation, ingestion, skin contact, and eye contact. So what are you doing with sunscreen? Skin contact, eye contact, inhalation. All the things you... you um, uh, have. And if you get it in your mouth, then of course it's ingestion. So the FDA recognizes benzene as a class one solvent that should not be used in consumer products. It says do not use this in consumer products. However, it also states if their use is unavoidable in order to produce a product with significant therapeutic uh, 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 qualities, then their levels should be restricted. So if there's no other way to do it and you have to use benzene and there's therapeutic benefits to it, you can use a little bit of benzene, but you should try to avoid it. So after testing, it's apparent that benzene is not part of the formulation in all sunscreen products. So what that says is not all sunscreen products have to have benzene. So if you have benzene in your sunscreen, it doesn't have to be there. And benzene is, again, carcinogenic. We know it's carcinogenic. Everybody agrees with it. So why are we putting it in there? Well, it's cheap. That's why. The dose that they allow. The FDA allows two parts per million of benzene. So if a million molecules, two of those can be benzene. Benzene is one of the most studied and, con and concerning 
uh, human carcinogens known to science. Its association in forming blood cancers in humans has been shown in numerous studies at trace levels of parts per million and below. So two parts per million is what they're saying is allowed. The presence of this known human carcinogen in products widely recommended for the prevention of skin cancer, and they are regularly used by adults and children, and this is very troubling. We use it, a lot of products, and kids are using it, and kids are even more susceptible than us old folks. And yet, what do you do? You see these parents spraying on sunscreen on their kids, thinking, I'm doing my kid good. And even at the beach, I could smell sunscreen periodically, and I knew it was a spray-on, and I thought, now I'm inhaling these toxic chemicals, and there is a risk that there's benzene in there, and it doesn't have to be benzene. That's the whole key to this, is that benzene is not necessary to be part of it, yet it's used in a lot of products. So there's a Dr. Christopher Bunick. He's an associate professor of dermatology at Yale University, and he believes that even two parts per million established in the FDA uh, in special circumstances is not safe. So again, two parts per million, special circumstances, dermatologists say it's not safe. There is not a safe level of benzene that can exist in sunscreen products. This is according to Dr. Christopher Bunick. Even benzene at 1.1 part per million in sunscreen, and again, two parts per million is acceptable, could expose people to excessively high nanogram amounts of benzene. So what's a nanogram? Nanogram is, uh, is when you break something up into really, really small particles. That's why I said earlier, you don't want to use spray-on. Because when you use spray-on, those small particles can be inhaled right into your body. They're naturally dangerous. Now, two studies funded by the FDA and published in 2019 and 2020 showed certain ingredients in sunscreen may build up in the body at unhealthy levels. We talked about benzene. What else is there? The chemicals include avobenzone, oxybenzone, octocrylene, and there's a bunch of other ones with big fancy names in it. So when you see a sunscreen, and many times you'll see avobenzone or oxybenzone, I would not suggest using those. I'll tell you this, I wouldn't use them. So when you buy a sunscreen, look at that. And I'm going to tell you what to look for in a second. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm giving you a little tease here. Oxybenzone enhances the ability of other chemicals to penetrate into your skin. So it opens up your pores, essentially, and lets those chemicals in. This includes anything on your skin, including herbicides, pesticides, insect repellent. So if you spray yourself with bug spray, and there's oxybenzone in it, guess what? That bug spray can be absorbed into the body. In one study published in 2004, oxybenzone was among other chemicals that significantly increased the absorption of one herbicide called 2,4-D, which is a significant concern among agricultural workers. So if you're in your garden and you're spraying on the sunscreen and then you have herbicides or, or weed killers that you're spraying, guess what? You can get into the body. Again, there are safe sunscreens out there. A lot of them. I'm going to tell you what they are. Mounting research demonstrates oxybenzone is dangerous, but the FDA is waiting for yet another study to demonstrate clear evidence of harm before taking action to protect the public. So we have these chemicals. We know they're toxic. We're putting them in our bodies, and nobody knows how bad it is. And so now we, we don't know what's going to happen. Now, here's the thing. My approach to healthcare is this. If there's an alternative, and that alternative is safer, use that alternative. So for example, surgery. Surgery, I'm not against surgery. I've had surgery. I'm not against surgery. But if there's an alternative to the surgery, why don't you do that? And that's where things like chiropractic care steps in. Chiropractic care, most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain in most cases, not everyone. Many times you need surgery. 
And when patients come in our office, we'll do examinations, we'll do x-rays, maybe we'll order an MRI. We'll sit down with my team of doctors, chiropractors. We have a medical doctor on staff as well. I'll call my friends who are orthopedic surgeons, neurosurgeons, neurologists, and I'll say, okay, what do we do with this case? Let's look at this case and let's see what's going to be the best treatment for it. Well, you know what? Let's try chiropractic care as a starting point. Let's do maybe 10, 15 treatment. Let's see how we do. If we need to, we can then maybe do some injections to bring down the pain. We can do trigger points to get the muscles to come out of spasms. Uh, We can do things like PRP. PRP, platelet-rich plasma. We take your blood, spin it down, take out the platelets, and re-inject it back into the body. And that can stimulate new growth. It can stimulate or attract uh, stem cells, your own body stem cells, to start generating new cells in the area. Does it work on everybody? No, it doesn't. Is it a great alternative? I think so. Had a case in uh, just the other day, and her knee is about halfway worn out. She already had one knee replacement. Her knee's about halfway worn out on the other side. I said, you really would consider, if it was me, consider chiropractic care to put the knee back in place, PRP to start to regenerate, and then a nutrition protocol to give your body the nutrients that it needs to heal the best it can. She said, I had no idea there was any other alternative except surgery because I was never told there was an alternative to surgery. I said, let's try it. If it doesn't work, you could always have surgery. I'm not against surgery, but let's try to do everything we can before we cut you open. So once again, I kind of relate this back to sunscreen, that there are alternatives that you can use that work just as well. So why not use that? Why not take the conservative approach before getting more aggressive? And in sunscreen, that's why I'm getting excited about this, because so many people are having problems that may or may not be related to the sunscreen, but why take that chance? A lot of research on oxybenzone. We know it's dangerous. The FDA is waiting, I said, with another study. It's a phytotoxicant. What that means is... Uh, It has adverse effects and its ability to form harmful free radicals when magnified by exposure to light. So light actually makes it worse. And where do we find it? Sunscreens. It's a neurotoxin. It's toxic to your nervous system. And as a chiropractor and a pain management expert and a non-surgical orthopedist and nutrition expert, I want to do everything we can to protect the brain and the spinal cord. Significant reproductive and fertility effects. Very important. Listen up. It can significantly lower testosterone levels in adolescent boys, alters hormone levels in men, uh, specifically testosterone and estradiol. It can reduce sperm count in men. It can reduce male fertility by affecting what's called calcium signaling in the sperm. And that's part, uh, it, act, it exerts like progesterone. So it uh, has an adverse effect on the, test, on, the, on the testosterone. It's linked to endometriosis in women and can result in lower birth weight and decreased a gestational age, babies being born too soon. Why, in God's name, would you put that chemical in your body when there are alternatives? It's lethal to certain sea creatures, including seahorses, um, horseshoe crabs, and poses a serious threat to coral reefs. I'm a scuba diver. I haven't dove in several years, but I was a scuba diver, and years ago, they were even saying at certain reefs, they don't want you wearing sunscreen. So you could put on your wetsuit and everything and jump in the water, but they don't want you wearing sunscreen. They did say titanium dioxide and zinc oxide were okay. Oh, there's my T's. Those are the ones that are safe. But they didn't want you using the chemical ones because it can affect the reef. And yet it's still out there in a lot of products. So here's the rules, what to do. Considering the endocrine disrupting, it affects your hormones, and the neurotoxic effects of oxybenzone, high absorbability and its availability, it's... And there's a, uh, there is availability of safe sunscreens out there. Uh, choose those. 
Now, if you nanosize zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, it's not good either. So what that means is if you make it really small, like for a spray, that's not good either. That's why my general rule is don't use spray on sun, sunscreens. You can use the lotions and the creams, that's fine. And if it says zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, those are okay. Uh, I had one, uh, the one I, I brought with me to the beach. Um, I can't remember the brand name now, but uh, it was thicker, cream. It was harder to rub on. So it's not as smooth and creamy as some of them. But you know what? I knew my body was safe because it actually blocks the sun as opposed to uh, affecting my skin. Now, the newest technology in sunscreen, uh, the nano-sized is more, is, can be dangerous too. So again, it used to be, if you remember years ago, uh, lifeguards would put the zinc oxide on their nose. It would cover up their nose. Their nose would be white. That's safe. That's fine. But when you start spraying it on, it's nano-sized. That's when it becomes dangerous. Now, sunscreens made of nanoparticles usually contain titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. So there's the problems. Many also uh, spray on sun, sun products. Uh, animal research show that inhaling nanoparticles allows them to reach the areas of the lungs and the body has trouble clearing that out. So we don't want to inhale that spray. It may allow them to pass into the bloodstream. After entering your lungs and penetrating your skin, nanoparticles have potential to cause widespread damage to your cells, your organs, your immune system, your nervous system, your heart, and your brain. And so, some scientists postulate that the toxic effect of nanoparticles uh, you have in the body is related to their size, which may then trigger the body's immune system. It's small. It gets into the body and causes attack. All right. So what do we do? Let's talk about how to protect yourself. It's important to remember you need a balanced approach. You need sun, but not too much sun. So there are several things that you can do to keep your body healthy. You can use clothing to protect your, sun, your skin. Now, if you've ever been in the Caribbean or anywhere near the equator, the locals don't put on sunscreen. They're laughing at the, 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 the tourists slapping on a sunscreen and laying in the sun. Well, why are you slapping on sunscreen if you, the sun is bad for you? Don't lay in the sun. But they'll wear baggy clothes, usually baggy white pants, long sleeve white shirts, hats. They're protecting their skin physically from the sun. That's going to be your best bet. So if you can do that, when I go out gardening, I always wear a long sleeve shirt, uh, sweat uh, scrubs, real baggy old scrubs. I got them. I think my sister got them for me years ago when she worked at a hospital and a hat. That's your best approach. Now, if your ears are exposed, your face is exposed, then you can put titanium dioxide or zinc oxide on your face. Making sure you have enough antioxidants in your diet to protect the free radical damage that the sun causes. So now we're talking about, to coin a phrase, internal sunscreen. How do we protect our skin from the damage? Eating a lot of what? Fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables are high in antioxidants. Super greens, an essential source, which are the minimum supplements everybody should be taking, loaded with antioxidants. I'm not saying this to do this instead of zinc oxide or titanium dioxide sunscreens and covering yourself up, but this is in addition to that. When you want to use sunscreen, remember there are only two primary safe ingredients, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide. That's it. Additionally, you want to make sure they're not nano-sized. Your safest choice is a lotion or a cream with zinc oxide because it's stable in the sun and provides the best protection. Titanium dioxide is your next best choice. So zinc oxide, best thing. Give your body a chance to produce vitamin D. Don't slap all this stuff on and then go out in the sun. Your body doesn't have a chance to build up vitamin D. Expose your body, about 40% of your body, to sunlight for short periods. The rule is this. When your skin starts to feel warm or turn pink, that's enough sun for the day. 
10 minutes, 15 minutes. That's all you need. That's going to give you the vitamin D. And if you've listened to my shows before, vitamin D is vital for bone health, for immune health, for brain health. And we're going to talk about a little later uh, autoimmune diseases. Vitamin D is going to be a key in that as well. So vitamin D is so important when you can get it. And it's free from the sun. If I'm not out in the sun, if it's, you know, fall, winter, early spring, I take Dr. Joe's vitamin D. I take five drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D uh, every day. So if you're not out in the sun for that day, take five drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D is what I do. And the vitamin D, the super greens, the essential source, they're all on the website, drjoe.com. Again, not in replace of what we're talking about, just to keep your body healthy. When you're out in the sun for long periods, cover up, get in the shade, use an umbrella. A safe sunscreen can apply after you've optimized your skin's vitamin D production. Clothing is always going to be your safest option. So that's the area you want to go. And consuming a healthy diet is so important for every aspect of your health. I cannot stress enough that the one thing you have control over is your diet. You can't control your genetics. You can't control sitting behind a truck that's spewing exhaust if you're stuck in traffic. You can control the food you put in your body. A lot of fresh, raw, unprocessed foods deliver nutrients to your body that your body needs. Omega-6s, small amounts. Omega-3, most people don't get nearly enough omega-3. Vegetables provide you with abundance of antioxidants that help you fight free radicals caused by the sun, and that can help with cancer as well. So in a nutshell, real simple, it's the same rules I've taught you for the past 40 years. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, mostly raw, is going to give you the antioxidants that you need. If you're out in the sun, cover up, baggy clothes. White clothes are great too. They reflect it. I wouldn't wear black baggy clothes. Hat, wide brim hat even better. It protects your neck and your face. Zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, great sunscreens. That really should be the main ingredients, and that should be it. If you see benzone or oxys in there, I would stay away from those. If you see those words, I would try to stay away from them. And then making sure that your body is as healthy as it can possibly be is going to protect you. I remember when I was young going down to Jersey Shore, and my one friend Kevin wanted to get a tan fast, so he would put baby oil on and then lay in the sun. That's like putting a magnifying glass on. And he was blonde hair, fair-skinned. And his skin would just peel all summer. His skin was peeling, but he kept going out in the sun. That was too much sun. So I want you out in the sun. I want you having activity. Uh, I love going to the beach. I love playing in the ocean. I love getting bounced around by waves. I have a good time with that. That's one of my favorite exercises, actually, because it also increases your ability for the body to balance. It puts a lot of neurological stimulation up into the brain. And as a chiropractor, and uh, I try to get your body working the best it can, I'm always looking for things to do that are fun, but also can be good for the brain. So if you have damage chemically, you want to make sure you try to fix it the best you can. If you have physical damage, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, headaches, car accident injuries, come see us. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Uh, between our offices, we're open five days a week. Um, we, we close for Saturdays, by the way, in the summer. We'll be open again in, in the fall. Uh, we accept almost all insurances. We file insurance for you. Uh, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged in my experience. I've never seen a car accident where the occupants weren't hurt. Even if you caused the accident, you still need to come see us. People say, it wasn't my fault. I understand that. Come see us. It was my fault. I understand that. Come see us. Because people say, to, well, my insurance is only going to cover X amount of care, whether it's surgery, chiropractic, physical therapy, whatever. Folks, it's still your health. I'll show that insurance company I'm not going to go get care. How stupid is that? 
Take care of yourself, folks. If you're suffering, you're probably suffering needlessly in most cases. My team of doctors, I feel, are some of the best in the world. They're my doctors. And I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to have a normally functioning nervous system, a normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. And my team of doctors are a great source of information for that. So if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com. You can book it right online. Uh, you can call us, 844-44-DR-JOE. Uh, we file most insurances. We have a special running for the first visit. That's going to end really soon. So you want to go ahead and book that as quickly as possible. So again, the website, if you have any questions, send them to me through the website, drjoe.com. Follow us on social media at Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.